Super Larry Hosts Brothers Podcast. Uh, do, 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 do. I don't know this song. It's the Captain America song. Do, 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 do. It's the, the MCU Captain America theme. How do you... <laughs> I've seen all the movies. I don't know why. Like, it's not ringing them at all. To be fair, I'll completely give you this. The MCU, for as many good things it does, I don't think it's ever established fully... a theme song for anybody. Well, it just doesn't have... It does them, but they, they tend to change composers between the movies, so the themes themselves don't necessarily carry through the same way. Mm-hmm. So, that is technically Captain America's theme, which I think does get like a reprise in the sequel movies, but because, I forget who did the first one, but Henry Jackman does the other two. I don't think they use that theme as much in it. Uh, and it's a little bit of a darker tone than the pure patronism. Well, anyway... Welcome, everybody, to the Super Larios by the Super Show. Hoota hoota. We're here with Mikey and with Travis. So, To talk about <laughs> Captain America Civil War. It's with Mikey? Like, am I a guest on the show? Yeah. Because I missed one. <laughs> You're, like, You're not... really not a main character anymore. If, oh, if, 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 look, if we were a sitcom, it would be like, I'll be there for you. And it's me, like, first, it's me right at the top, Christopher Larios, and I'm dancing at the pool, and then it's like, and then you, Michael Arias, like, I'll be there. And you're sucking a skunk's cock for some reason <laughs> on the side. Oh. I'm like Gunter, like the weird waiter guy at the park, Central Park. There. <laughs> he was only... never in the intro, though. But it's technically in 150 episodes if you kept all the scenes of him in the background not saying yeah. anything. <laughs> He'd make for an interesting spinoff. Maybe like a one-shot. You don't think it's too late? <laughs> like a 50-year-old Gunter? <laughs> I mean, look, none of the Fred stars. Well, no, I guess Jennifer Aniston's doing pretty great, so yeah. I guess they can make that work. Well, anyway, no time to talk about Friends. We've got a full docket of Civil War to talk about. Definitely. Um, so I saw the movie technically last night at opening night. I picked up a ticket earlier, and then we just saw it all together then uh, the next day. Uh, so yesterday, I had planned to take the next day off work already. So then my day was going to be pretty busy as it was at work, kind of getting everything caught up. So I'm basically busting my ass all day to get things done. A bunch of, like, last-minute stuff kind of gets dropped on me. Just a very tired, stressful day. At the very end of it, I've been, like, my hands cramped from, like, writing all this stuff for so long. And I, like, step away from my desk. Of course, it's, like, the two minutes my boss calls. It's like, where the fuck are you? Why aren't you at your desk? I'm fully expecting now when I come back into work, I'm going to get yelled at, like oh. a call to the office sort of thing. Like, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So I was like, whatever. The day's over. It just went so long. Get on the bus, and basically it was a bus that I take from the building I work at to then get to the transfer center for buses. And depending on how quickly my bus gets there... There's a very small window that I can use to catch one of two buses that'll then take me right home. If not, I have to wait like 15 minutes for another one to come by. So we're on our way from where I work to that transfer center, and the like we over here on the bus radio, there's an accident on one of the major streets here. Traffic's going to be pretty bad. Now we're already in transit, so we pass by all that traffic, pull into the bus station. There are two buses right in front of us. I get out of our bus, both buses immediately take off. It is, of course, the exact two buses <laughs> that I would normally take. So it's the two buses that are leaving now that are going to beat all of that traffic. So what is normally a 15-minute wait for another bus to come by has already turned to a 30-minute wait with no buses coming by at all. 
I had about an hour and a half before Captain America, the showing I was going to see, was going to start. So it's like, fuck it. And I just started walking home from downtown, Ugh. which is a sizable walk. It's not like a gauntlet, but it's a long walk, especially when you're in work shoes and like Probably dress a couple miles, up. yeah. Yeah, walking that. I basically get all the way home before I even see the bus that would have picked me up come by, so it was a better decision just to walk it anyway. I get home. I still have my backpack, so I can't go to the theater with it. There's too many bombings and shit like that or attacks at theaters that I couldn't just bring a backpack in with me. Yeah. So I had to stop at the house, throw my backpack inside, start walking then towards the theater. As soon as I pass by one of our neighbors' house, they just let their dogs out without leashes. Both of them come at me and start biting at me, trying to knock me over. One almost pisses on me. I'm like, ugh, this just needs to just stop. This day just could not blow anymore. And then still walking all the way down to the movie theater. I had to start running or else I'd start, like, I'd miss the movie. Because I basically got in there with, like, a five-minute buffer. So by the time I get to the theater, I'm just a hot, sweaty mess. I didn't have time to change, so I'm in my work clothes still. Like, I ran in khakis. The only thing I did when I got home was I quickly changed into sneakers, which is actually a worse move. Because those had, those are, like, beat up, like, five-year-old sneakers. No arch support. No arch support at all. There's nothing. People are seeing me running across this area clearly like no idea what i'm doing because i'm not in running clothes i mean like these pants right here essentially this outfit you're seeing right now they're like there must be tacos on sale somewhere yeah he he, he must be trying to see captain america earlier or something i'm like you have no idea how close you are if you're going to ridicule me give me a ride no but i did all that and got to the movie so at that point after the day i'd had uh, the movie could have opened with Captain America taking a shit on me while I'm sleeping. And, like, I'm like, oh, my God, no one told me this happened. I'd still be like, what a great experience because I just needed to get home. Or I just needed a, a relief. But uh, I was thankfully able to see Captain America. And uh, my initial thought, having seen it last night, and it may have just been the exhaustion of the day, but I was kind of like, oh, I'm not, it's okay. I'm not. I'm still trying to like process everything. Having seen a second time, though, it's significantly more. Okay. But what did you guys think? Uh, guest first, Travis. <laughs> well, as I was telling you, Christopher, like at the movie theater, all the other Marvel movies that they've had always seemed like you knew that there was something that was coming afterwards. With this movie at the ending, I I was definitely kind of like what's gonna happen next like I mean it just very much seemed like it was its own standalone movie and just stopped yeah. right then and there so I didn't know what to feel about that because I figured it would have led into maybe the Infinity Wars mm-hmm. but really didn't um, the movie itself I liked I I thought it was really well done we're gonna do spoiler alerts right I mean yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, <laughs> FYI <laughs> be a ton of spoilers uh i i liked it i did um i had really high expectations for it it fell a little bit short um and i'll pin that solely on scarlet witch and vision which i i thought were a total bust but i'd still give it like probably eight eight and a half i liked it a lot um i like that it's not self-contained and it's not like well that's all wrapped up and we'll never have to deal with that again ultron (laughs) it's definitely gonna have like long-term ramifications yeah, uh, it's clearly, again, that if you're listening to this now and you haven't seen the movie, stop just listening. be aware, spoilers are going to be coming like immediately after the set, <laughs> so stop listening now if you haven't, and come back after you've seen it. Uh, 
it's very clearly kind of like the start of their final phase of the three phase trilogy. Like I know they have plans for phase four already. Yeah. But this is sort of like the beginning of the end, I think, leading to Infinity War. Because if you kind of look at it, the movies that are going to be after this, it's like Doctor Strange, New Hero, Spider-Man, reintroduction to the movie universe, Black Panther, reintroduction, Thor Ragnarok, which is kind of sounding like it might be the end of Thor's kind of story arc a little bit. Yeah. Because Civil War definitely feels like the end of Captain America's uh, arc. He gives up the shield at the end of it. He's still out there, but there's no Avengers anymore. He's a fugitive. Like... Bucky's a fugitive. Yeah, like, like every everybody in that prison's a fugitive. Like, it doesn't change anything for Ant-Man. He already was one. And Hawkeye can presumably still just go back to his farmhouse, which is off-shield records. Was Ant-Man a wanted guy at the end of Ant-Man? I mean, he's friendly with the cop, but he's still technically an outlaw. Like, he's still... Well, I thought he was, like, a released... He's a convicted felon, but he was released, like, legit. Yeah, but I, I'm sure he's always going to be kind of operating underneath the scrutiny of law. I mean, he's, like, a former... Like, he's essentially a thief, yeah. so... Okay. And when... Were those intentional, like, the jabs at uh, Hawkeye, where it's like, hey, my name's Clint. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> there definitely seem to be a few of those where it's just like, huh... I want anybody though. I, I like a lot of the cast. Hawkeye okay, still lived, by the we way. Get, we can get <laughs> we can get into um, uh, Vision and and, and uh, Scarlet Witch, I'm sure. But of the, the the cast, I generally like everybody in it. I think the new players are great. Yeah. I'm definitely sure though at this point, I don't care for Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. No. I like it. This this I think really the scene that just cements it is like the scene where Tony Stark's in the prison. And he just starts, like, shitting on him. Yeah. No, like, I was like, he really could have come in with some great lines here, but it's really just him being like, oh, good for you, Tony Stark! Yeah. I kind of like the futurist line, but it, it he's a really unnecessary character in most... I mean, outside of the shot of him shooting Ant-Man on the arrow... I mean, that was pretty tense. Yeah. That's, that's something. There's actually a lot of big comic book scenes relived in this movie in various ways. Um... That speech that Sharon Carter gives at Peggy's funeral about, like, uh, when it, when the world tells you to move, you plant yourself like a tree and say, no, you move. Yeah. That's the speech Captain America gave to Spider-Man, the original Civil War comic. Oh, okay. To switch sides. Huh. So they, they snuck that one into the movie. And I'm sure there are others I'm kind of forgetting at the moment. But, um, yeah, I was definitely, by the end, I was like, all right, I'm... We don't need Hawkeye too much anymore. <laughs> no. Especially with the rest of the team being built around him. Like, oh, we just have Spider-Man and Black Panther now and Ant-Man. We don't really need Hawkeye so much anymore, do we? No. Or Scarlett Johansson's character. She can almost do, like, something You still need someone something to look else. at. <laughs> you still I, need I, at least one check around. I liked her a lot in this one, though. I, I kind of... It does look a little it, silly when you see her squaring off, like, against who? <laughs> it did seem like they I were mean, she's, pulling her back, though, a little. She's getting pulled back. I mean, she's part of that same group of people who, like, we've been in all the movies. Like, she's never had her own standalone, but she starred in Iron Man 2, was in Avengers, Winter Soldier, now the Avengers 2, this. Like, she's been in as many movies almost as everybody except for, you know... Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr., so... I still like her in the movie, though, a lot. I like kind of her sure. role. They feel, I like that moment she has with Steve at the funeral. She's just like, I just didn't want you to be alone. I'm like, oh, okay. They have that kind of moment. Her shooting Black Panther because she kind of just realizes what they've 
they've gone too far. And... Oh, that had to have been so annoying. She must have shot him like 15 times. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's like, stop, stop, God, son oh. of a bitch. I hate white women. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's, let's dig into a couple of the biggest points early on. So we'll, we'll start with the new characters. How do you guys feel? We'll start with Black Panther, Chadwick Bosman. Are you excited about him? We'll start with Mikey, I guess. Since you're the Black Panther hater, you don't, you're not approving of black superheroes. Just you, black Batman. Though. You hated War Machine and Falcon anonymously. Looks like Batman. Now his parents are dead. He's exceedingly wealthy. King of a nation. <laughs> you could argue Batman's the king of Gotham City, or Bruce Wayne's the king of Gotham City in a lot of real ways. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought he was a, the accent would be the only critique I have, but overall, you know, the character was interesting. It's. So does the suit do anything besides have vibranium? Uh, it's bulletproof, clearly. Does it make him stronger at all? Or faster? Because yeah, he's, like he's like outrunning cars at points in that. Yeah. He um, almost seemed like he had like a serum in him just like uh, Steve did. Yeah. Well, it's actually a little bit unclear. <clears throat> it's a question I had because you see Bucky doing that too. And I know that the cybernetic arm has you know extreme powers and he's a super trained soldier, but... It's still he's still moving faster than cars at points. Like he has a point where he literally runs up and over a car. Doesn't he have like some diluted super serum thing, super soldier serum? In a, yeah, I thought he had like the Russians version. That's what I thought him. because they were experimenting on him, and I'm I thought always, it was their so version I'll, of trying to get that serum. Yeah, I'll give it to I'll give it to Bucky, <clears throat> but I, I don't get why he does unless the suit. And if that's what the suit does, that's fine. It's like eh, that makes that character a little bit more like Iron Man, kind of. I forget. I, I feel like there is. I'm. That's why I guess I'm looking forward to a Black Panther movie is hopefully to get more of those answers because it's a character I really can't say I know a tremendous amount of blah blah uh, about so mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what his defined power base is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it look, he looked cool. I mean, you know, his fight scenes were that well like done. triple kick he does to Captain America yeah. at one point. You're like, this is absurd. It's like fucking Mortal Kombat over here. <laughs> like, like you expect him just run across the screen. The beatings handed out in that movie are ridiculous. <laughs> like, even I feel bad for Tony Stark by the end of it's it. It's savage. Like, the the scene that immediately captures it is uh, when they try to arrest Bucky, and you just see him grab, like, a cinder block and just hurl it into the police guy, <laughs> and like, oof, that's the worst hit anyone's gonna take, until he picks up the baton and just yeah. starts, like, No, beating. no, that was the battering ram. Ba- yeah, the battering ram, yeah. and just starts battering oh. dudes. It's like, boom, boom. Don't worry, I'm not killing anybody. How can you be sure? <laughs> They might. <laughs> they did say they were wearing vests. Uh, yeah, very savage movie. The Russos have done a good job. I'm sure they have some uh, fight choreographer. No, oh, yeah. Probably, I, I think right now, probably the best in his game because these are the best looking action scenes of any mm-hmm. Marvel movie for sure. And I think they did a good job of giving Black Panther a pretty good chance to shine. He has the best character arc of probably anyone in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which pretty helpful considering they're trying to set him up i think to be one yeah because literally it's his first movie yeah um and it seems like he's gonna be a major player going forward you know when you think he might take over uh tony stark's i think he's actually gonna take over more of captain america's sort of role in things or do you think it might be a combined of the two of tony because it seems like he's got tech on his side well i think well they're not gonna call that the avengers though are they whatever right now there's no avengers at the end of the movie, I mean, I guess technically there's Vision, I thought, potentially Iron Man, and maybe Spider-Man, but everyone else is considered a fugitive. Uh, maybe Black Widow, I guess, but that's sort of Yeah, unclear. she might be under like a light prison, or not prison. Well, sentence. they don't arrest her. Well, he says that 
she's gonna they're gonna have people gunning for her until Thanos shows up, which essentially will be in the next movie for most of the yeah. Like that's the big thing is that there's we're in sort of an odd place too where until I guess we're gonna get Black Panther before Infinity Wars Part One. I think that's what out next year. Yeah, Infinity Wars is 2018. I think. Oh wow! I try hold on. Let me. Doctor Strange is this year. Next year is Guardians Two. Spider-Man and Thor Ragnarok and I think it's Black Panthers at the start of 2018 then it's Avengers Infinity War and I think Ant-Man and Wasp and then I think it's Captain Marvel and then Infinity Wars Part 2 so yeah essentially from that we're not really going to touch too much I'm sure maybe Homecoming will tie into it a little bit with the Spider-Man movie but yeah, outside of that, we're not going to see a lot of these characters again until Infinity Wars comes out. So I guess this is kind of setting the stage for a broken Avengers team where we can see more independent heroes operating about. Which will probably be like the first, most of the first movie. I mean, you can see something they're planning to do already where there will come a moment the Avengers need help. Um, Tony, you know, Stark will call Steve and there'll be like a cool moment of him giving the shield back mm-hmm. and trying to like mend that relationship. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the pieces are in place for that, but yeah, it'll definitely be kind of, I guess, setting things up a little bit. Now, how many of the original actors, like, are they all down to, like, one movie apiece that they have to star in contractually? I mean, a lot of their deals are just about up. Like, I think Chris Evans has one movie left on his. And technically, Robert Downey Jr. is done, but he keeps signing new ones and, sign, like, adding new deals to it. For the most part, I don't think anybody's just outright done because almost everybody at this point kind of realized, like, look, these movies are a little exhaustion to make, but this is far and away the most lucrative thing I'm ever going to do in my life. And as long as you enjoy the like the fan base and the community and stuff like that, they'll keep doing it. Like, I know there was some talk for a while that Chris Evans was like, I kind of want to get into directing. After this movie's come out, he's like, I'm anything Marvel wants from me, I'll do. So I'm sure they can get him as long as they technically want him, but I know they're also going to want to keep introducing new heroes and yeah. things like that. So I guess, I guess my question should have been more along the lines of the original contracts. I guess most of those are coming to a conclusion, yeah. but it seems like a lot of these guys still want to sign. And yeah, yeah. I think for R D J, that might be the only guy. It's like, eh, maybe I'll do like one every couple of every like three or four years. Yeah. Well, I think he'll probably move into like a. Nick Fury like role where he's like I'll be around for those movies and kind of just be a side figure maybe you'll you'll see a shot of Iron Man flying by at some point but Mm -hmm. I'm not you could definitely tell even in this movie that the scenes of him without armor being injured are very minimized there's like one shot of him like getting hit by Bucky and it's kind of filmed in a way that you're like alright they very clearly are like alright Tony fall down alright now speed that up 300% because this looks ridiculous otherwise (laughs) Um, was there were there any other new characters besides Zemo? Well, there's Spider Man. This was our oh, introduction okay. to Spider Man. Tom Holland's playing him. Now, was he the kid from um, Boy in the Striped Pajamas? Ender's oh. Game. <laughs> no, that's that was uh, Butterfield, Asa Butterfield, or something like that. Yeah. He's a what the hell was he was considered for the role at one point? But maybe that's what guy it was. was. I th- I thought that was the same kid, but. Who was Tom Holland? I don't know. Yeah, Boy in the Striped Pajama, which was like a concentration camp <clears throat> movie maybe seven or eight years ago when he was like a little kid. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, holy shit, he was <laughs> 14 then too? Oh my no, God. No, he was probably like seven or eight. In that. Yeah, because he's 19, I think, when they were filming this. 
Um, but I don't think he's had a tremendous amount of like huge roles under his belt. But it makes sense. I mean, he's it's a very young yeah. Guy. Like I get it, they're going for like an actual high school one instead of like hey, Tobey Maguire's thirty and he's <laughs> it's, playing. It's me, Andrew Garfield, a young millennial. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, don't you guys hate high school math class? <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb. He's 19, and looking at his. Didn't movies. you guys think Melrose Place is just a poor replacement for 90210? Like, what are you talking about? Remember original guts, not global guts. That's that what was, it sold out. That was garbage. I guess the only other major movie he was in was in the Heart of the Sea, that movie with Chris Helmsworth and Mo- oh, the movie that last one. year, right? Yeah. That's cool. that's the only other one. Like, there's one in here with Tom Hardy that he that's did. Going to be the way they do it. They're not. Yeah. They're certainly not signing like big actors for brand new characters. I mean, Chadwick Bosman was kind of big, and obviously Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, you're right. That's, so they're they're maybe mixing, they're trying to curtail that a little bit. They're mixing up. It was definitely their mo early on to be like, here's somebody who either isn't well known or is kind of like in an odd place career wise, like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans had been in stuff, but he hadn't. And broken out, huge, yeah. So. Yeah, the Fantastic Four movies had fizzled out. Yeah, and like what was, a couple of what poofy was romantic comedies. What's it's your number? And... Still funny to me to think like, oh yeah, there's a scene where Captain America turns around and he has a banana up his butt in one movie. Oh yeah, not another teen movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they got a, a relatively new kid for this. And what did you think of the new Spider-Man? I did okay. The costume looked a little weird it's very cgi at points yeah um particularly in that introduction i think maybe that was it seems like the weirdest like why would you've done that then <laughs> and the rest of the movie it doesn't look cgi and i think yeah. it is mostly just something like him in it i mean obviously for any of the scenes where he's like swinging around it's like there's no way a human person could do that you know you have yeah. to do cgi for a lot of that but it's particularly noticeable in the first the scene. scene hi everyone yeah it was like very much like a cgi i i thought i like the amazing spider-man's suit I yeah, they would have gone more with that. Whereas this one, it looks like it's just cloth. It doesn't look like it has any type of depth to it. And then mm-hmm. it, that's I think that's why it gives it that CG look. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I liked him though. The character was it was more than I thought he'd be in, but he was in just enough that I'm you know, not I'm, super blown I'm on board. Looks like he has you know he's not like a complete rookie when it comes to using his powers. He's got some some flaws but overall he seems you know he was one of the power hitters on that team yeah like it's absurd when you see him in there and you're like oh my god like when you have the face to face like the six people on each team against each other and you're like like i love you cap and scarlet witch is a real get you but holy shit it's like spider-man <laughs> vision black panther iron man like oh my god like when black widow is their garbage character yeah. and you're just like she's still pretty good in hand-to-hand at least don't worry one of them will betray him which one? Oh, the garbage one <laughs> <laughs> the least valuable member of the team uh but yeah no uh, I-, I liked him a lot i think he's uh, i know there was a lot of concerns about him going into it but i think he kind of plays into it well they got the character i think i'm not a huge spider-man fan but i think they got the character too and that he's like a you know a lot of talking a lot geeks of out around yeah. joke he does actually legitimately feel like a nerd too. Yeah. Not like Andrew Garfield, but it's like I have spiked hair and I skateboard. Yeah. What a what an unattractive loser I am. <laughs> Still six foot and like 180 <laughs> pounds. How does everyone feel about a hot Aunt May? I'm actually all for it. I'm not. <laughs> they called attention to it at least, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't have to stare at some wrinkled old bitch for a while. I get Marissa Tomei, who's 
absurdly breathtaking at the age she is even she, oh she's she's definitely cute she's got a couple scenes where she like bends her neck too much and it's like oh well, I she don't, starts she, looking a little older but um, i mean for aunt may she's the hottest aunt may ever well that's by like, far on, that's, what are you comparing her to like the lady from titanic from Leachman the first one from... <laughs> i think stark would have jumped that if uh Peter hadn't been there. Just been, wow. yeah, so. Those were by far his funniest oh, lines great. in the, the movie. Like, oh, what's Aunt Hottie out there doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're unusually attractive aunt. And I, the reason I heard they cast uh, Tom Holland is because they had their Spider-Mans go into uh, chemistry tests with Robert Downey Jr. And they cast him because he had the best chemistry with him. And you kind of see that in that scene as they, they bounce back and forth. Yeah. And I think it's part of the reason why Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in Homecoming then later. It's probably it works well yeah. it just, especially for the way they introduce the character yeah um it is a bit stranger because from the way they explain it it almost would sound like his reasoning would make him i mean he doesn't have a choice in it he's offered a position by yeah. team stark but it definitely sounded a lot like our uh captain america's sort of philosophy yeah well they framed it like there's 36 hours so if he had like yeah. no time to really look into it then you could see him just being like, all right, guys, Mr. Stark says you're bad news. I mean, he does say that, too, at one yeah. point. He's like, you said that you think you're right, but you're wrong, and that makes you dangerous. Yeah, and his rebuttal to that is like, hmm, maybe he's right. Like, that's not... <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. That's, um... Let's, let's, let's just say, is there anything Spider-Man related we want to get out there first before we move on? I was going to say, it seems like Spidey... Like, this rendition of him has a lot of kind of, like, Cap personality quirks to him so i could kind of see how they would maybe phase out captain and he'd be like the new almost moral compass of the new avengers group i can't imagine he he'll ever be like a permanent spot on the avengers unless they get it like the rights outright from sony well the way it's sounding is more and more like marvel has complete creative control now like i think sony says they have it but kevin feige's like explicitly say like we're controlling the character creatively going forward and it sounds like they'll just be more of a distribution thing hmm. which i'm sure isn't ideal for marvel it's part of the reason i think they haven't done hulk movies since because yeah. universal still has the rights to distribution for that mm -hmm. but i mean spider-man's such a huge character for them I'm like just let them have it you're gonna yeah. make so much more money just off of merchandising alone because i don't think there's i would honestly have to argue if or at least consider if you said who's the most popular superhero and think like between superman batman or spider-man which one is the most popular one. It's I think tough to even. Uh, I think it's Batman one. right now. I even though the movie's not like, great, I think he's got. Just I feel like it more would, awareness. The easiest answer would be Batman, but I feel like everyone fucking knows Spider Man too. Yeah, because they had all those. Early I think we can all agree it's not going to be Superman, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I think Superman. Most people know of him. Like every, I think you could tell like some eighty year old person who's been yeah. in a coma for a while. Like, I've heard Superman at one point, but but he's alien, whereas Peter Parker and Bruce Wayne are both human people or yeah. Peter has the enhancements but I guess people can relate more to Batman technically orphans <laughs> uh, oh, my uncle died when I was 17 with <laughs> <laughs> um, the Tobey Maguire one oh my uncle died when I was 27 we will take care of me I'm an orphan it's <laughs> like gonna, shaving burn we're going to survive in this big tough city Renting a car. Uh, I did hear sad news, though. It sounds like Kevin Costner, or um, not Kevin Costner, Kevin. Oh, God. The yeah. Batman, originally. First Batman. 
Michael uh, Keaton. Michael Sorry, Keaton. Michael Keaton yeah. is uh, supposedly not doing the villain for Spider-Man anymore. Oh, uh, really? Santa talks now. Yeah. A little bit of a bummer, but... Uh, yeah, a little bit. I'll see you gay. I'm sure they're going to get someone. Was he supposed to be Vulture? They didn't say who was going to be it. I they thought haven't. I heard Vulture's been kind of... I've heard the name around. tossed around a bit, but I don't think they've announced anyone yet. Um, I think he just didn't want to get back into another superhero franchise again because of maybe how Batman treated him. Possibly. I mean... <clears throat> Generally, when you're talking about a Marvel movie and you're up for the role of the villain, you're like, so this is a one-movie commitment, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to keep coming back because you're not keeping me around at the end of this. Perfect segue. Um, to, uh... But, yeah, this this movie is technically the villain is Zemo. In some ways, you could say the villain is our own disagreements with ourselves <laughs> and vengeance, but... Your moral compass. <laughs> Zemo is technically the villain of this movie, uh, played by Daniel Brühl, who uh, I know most notably is Nicky Lauda from Rush. And uh, it is one of, I think, like three Marvel villains who at the end of the movie is clearly not dead. Like he's one of their good ones, too. I like them. He's good. Um, he almost I, does kind of like a Nicky Louder, like very efficient German. Like, of course, this is what we are doing. Well, I assume he's German himself. Yeah, but just efficient, oh, practical. Yeah. There's not much emotion. Yeah. Uh, I have to watch uh, Was he Rush a again. Death Squad leader before yes. Avengers 2? Yes. Okay, they so he was, he was already a shitty guy. Yeah, well, okay. a trained soldier, at least. It, it's somewhat weird. Well, the term Death Squad got thrown in there. Death Squad's usually... I thought those were yeah. the super soldier ones. That... Well, no, because they mentioned he's part of their kill squad, their, yeah. their Death Squad, uh, Echo Scorpion or something like that. But it's they don't paint him absolutely as evil. Because mm-hmm. they you know his motivation for why he's doing this is because his wife, son, and father were all killed in the Sokovian attacks. And it took me reading this online then watching the movie a second time to completely grasp what his plan was. But at the start of the movie, he has that scene where he's basically torturing that Hydra guy. And he says, just give me the information I want. What he's looking for is proof that Bucky killed Tony Stark so he can get that. Mm -hmm. And when he doesn't give it to him, he's like, you know, just do this. Because if not, I'm going to have to use this book and things are going to be a lot bloodier and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. He's essentially saying he doesn't want to have to bomb Vienna and do all yeah, these yeah. things. He's not trying to cause collateral damage. Like, he's not like the Joker. He's not just trying to create chaos. He just wants to tear the Avengers apart. And because that first plan doesn't work, he has to rely on a second plan, which is that whole process of getting the Winter Soldier out. So you much rather... Convin- and thankfully him. that thankfully the murder of Tony Stark's parents was videotaped for some reason. I think that's why he was trying to find proof. I don't know if he necessarily knew what he did. By Hydra? Who would have videotaped that? Well, that could have been uh, street cams. They're out in the, like, the middle of the woods, though. I mean, they, they gave that impression but it could have been he must i mean it was at an interview. he must have known there was because he shoots it at the end so he must have known that there was a tape or found one and then probably reported it in they just stole the videos the surveillance footage but what video surveillance in the middle of the woods yeah, they have them. Back the, <laughs> well, back in the 90s. I mean, that, that could have been... Back in the 90s? <laughs> that could have been a major, like... It was 91. They say it like 20 times. 1991. Well, was that what we were known for in the 90s? Putting video cameras in the woods? I mean, us millennials. That's what we know. <laughs> it's part of our culture. I was too busy watching the O.J. Simpson trial. <laughs> I guess You're too maybe... busy being old and watching the Berlin Wall fall down. Because I thought, okay, maybe it's the Hydra just videotape just to make sure everything goes off smoothly mm-hmm. but then he shoots the camera so it's like okay so it's not a hydra camera i would assume it's just a camera that's there to record like if there are traffic accidents or they mm-hmm. get 
video. I mean, they don't give enough detail into it. I suppose some. I mean, there's not one on the corner right by our house. There's yeah. <laughs> so why like, is there one in the woods? It's probably something that could have a legitimate answer if I looked into it enough. But it's one of those things. I'm like, uh, even if there isn't one, it's not enough of a plot hole for me to like get mm-hmm. enough in arms about. So I'm just gonna pass over it. So did you fall in love with the Zemo character, who has a pretty interesting kind of reinvention? It's not almost he, nothing taken from the comics. Does, has no purple hood. The closest he even has to it is when he pulls down it's like a half second yeah when he pulls down his like arctic hood and he's about to walk into it he has a dark purple ski hat on yeah that's the closest you get to it um but none of his background either none of his background i mean zemo in the comic books is just pure out and right evil too like this is a guy former nazi like billionaire yeah no ties to hydra in this one in fact he seems to hate hydra which i assumed you fell in love with the character oh the moment he's like hydra is another worthless piece of garbage (laughs) that another piece of (laughs) (laughs) i think it's exactly it's like hydra deserves its place on the ash pile on the ash heap i was like yeah finally (laughs) we're gonna put that shitty organization like i'd like to hope that this was the last head of hydra that he just put the final nail in hopefully it's the last time you have to hear hail hydra again and it perfectly encapsulated itself by drowning itself willingly (laughs) (laughs) you're like thank you (laughs) i don't know what he's after but avengers i say get behind him yeah go for it (laughs) listen to what this man has to say oh tony wait no don't look at that camera (laughs) yeah it's kind of ridiculous he got by himself essentially got closer to destroying the avengers way closer to destroying the avengers than ultron did with an army of robots and supposedly, supposedly a super robot intelligence. Well, I guess that's what they were trying to say throughout yeah. the whole movie. is like, look, with the Avengers, that brings forth other people who are going to challenge their yeah. strength. Whereas this, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to let you guys yeah. fuck around. Yeah, you guys can destroy each other. Yeah, he says, like, when you, <clears throat> when an empire is destroyed by its enemy, it can rebuild. But an empire destroyed within crumbles. Yeah. So... His entire goal is to tear them apart. And that's what happens at the end of the movie. Like, he is pretty much... You almost, in a guess, way, kind of look at this... I don't know if you consider, like, there's no three-phase that would work in. But this is kind of like... Avengers two and a half. I guess... Well, this is like Avengers 3, am I? (laughs) But this is, I guess, kind of like the Empire Strikes Back moment of the franchise. Like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a way. Because this is the only time the villain is outright won at the end of the movie. Like, the Avengers are split up. At least half of them and considerably more are fugitives now. Tony, you know, Captain Rogers has given up the shield. He's not even part of it anymore. Uh, Rhodey's paralyzed. Well, he's fucked up, but he's not paralyzed. I mean, he's crippled. We'll yes, go with that. Yes, he's he's not that. walking up his own power Well, in the anymore. suit, it won't matter anyway, so who gives a shit? I think you still need to physically be able to move the joints a little bit. I mean, couldn't you just control everything from whatever well, the head? I thought those legging things that he had on were basically like our version of braces that we have yeah. now except it, it did kind of help with his mobility a little bit more I think it more. does and maybe it's a quality that in my mind and part of it is just me hoping this was also a little bit of a war machine's exit from the universe a little bit I never cared. like that like I, falling down while I, trying to learn how to walk a, again it's such a great scene when he hits that ground too like it's like Falcon Iron Man like two Christopher seconds laughing for an hour yeah it's me like good I'm so glad or when he fell in the I hospital. I wish you had been Terrence Howard. I'd have been so into this character for Terrence Howard. You sucked on Cheadle. When he fell, like, at the hospital trying to walk again, and you're just like, ah! <laughs> Cigar in my mouth. Ah! 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 Ah!
was I going with it? Oh yeah, no, a lot of like <laughs> the Avengers oh, are you torn hope apart. War Machine's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Avengers are basically like torn apart, fractured in almost every way. And it is essentially we know Thanos is on his way. This is you know Zemo's not working for him. But <laughs> Despite the, having no stones, I believe, <laughs> currently. Um, he I has, mean, I guess the Collector is working for him, so he has that one. Yeah, he has that one. Which one of the Collector has? He Collector has the Ether, the okay. red one from mm-hmm. Thor, Dark World. And on this planet, they still have the Tesseract and the Mind Stone. Or no, the no, Mind Stone no. is that. The Mind Stone Mind Stone and the Soul have, Stone. have the uh, Tesseract. Mind, uh, no, because the Tesseract... Because... Thor. Yeah, the Tesseract's different. I, I was thinking the Soul this, One and the Time One are unaccounted for. Yeah, the Time One I think is going to be in Doctor Strange. I'm feeling pretty confident about that. And then the Soul One, presumably, I hope Thanos. <laughs> yes, he's got he's got to have one, right? Like, how many people died to get that useless glove if you don't have any of the stones? <laughs> I'm like, why did you give Loki one of your stones <laughs> if you had? <laughs> You haven't got any. It's a pretty big gamble. Like, take my one stone, get the rest. You're like, Thanos, come this on. This guy man. I barely know, god of trickery and mischief. <laughs> what are you known for? Be the god of tricks. They're like, mm, go get the other one. Are you also the god of keeping his word by any chance? Are you the god of kicking ass? Maybe. My other, my bigger brother always whoops my bottom, though. Like, well, go take out him and his... Three equally strong friends, and then Hawkeye and Black Widow. <laughs> no promises. Well, all right, here's my only Infinity Gem. It's the one I have. I never thought about that. That is insane that he would give him the only one. <laughs> like, if he had 12, and you're like, here's one. Yeah, and I have to assume he has the soul one. Because there's no other movie really for it. You're saying he had, like, two had I two like stones. to think he had the soul and the space gem, and he gave, or the mind gem, and he gave one to Loki. And not, and not that just he had that he zero. Had, not that he just had the mind gem. He's like, all right, don't what? lose this. All this big useless gauntlet that doesn't. I mean, it looks cool, but it does not harness the infinite power of the cosmos when I hold it. Do you think there'll be a fight between Thanos and the Hulk in the Infinity Wars? Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I almost It'll be imagine, like that Hulk Buster moment. I imagine this. that'll be the moment, like the oh shit moment, is the moment Hulk comes at him and Thanos just. Bitch slaps him across half the city. Like, because that's... Thanos is on such a level that you can't... First he rips Vision's head off to grab the last stone. Oh, yeah. Puts that in the glove. Hulk goes nuts for some reason. Like, me and Vision were friends. (laughs) My chest (laughs) butter! But I thought I saw... Or I thought I read somewhere, like, uh, Thanos always thought the Hulk was, like, the closest thing he had to, like, a rival... Almost, or I mean, it I de- mean, it depends on how like into the comics they go. Because by some, to the embodiment of death, maybe. Or... Well, like I can understand if he had the stones and the gauntlet on, then yeah, you bitch slapped the shit out of Hulk. But in in some versions of the comic, Hulk's potential strength is near limitless. Like he could potentially be the strongest being in all existence, depending on how angry he is. In this version, they've kind of haven't stressed that as much. And Thanos is just supposed to be, like, a cosmic being, like, something even bigger than, like, a Thor. Like, just, like, in terms of raw physical strength, better than any Asgardian. Like, that race is just supposed to be that strong. Hmm. So, he should, in all theory, be able to just smack Hulk around a little bit. Like, I'm sure, oh, yeah. Hulk, I'm sure Hulk gets some good shots in, but Thanos is supposed to be something like, I'm even stronger than this. Yeah. Just dome through a bunch of floors in a building, and apparently that'll get rid of him for a half an hour, like it did Vision. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Like when she essentially like sends him like ha- like a mile into the earth. I hated her. 
hated her. Oh. Every and every time in the airport fight, it felt like she was just ending a much more interesting fight <laughs> to be like, "Here's magic." <laughs> I, I liked actually what they did a lot with her because I thought they were kind of making her into shorter a shorter character. Yeah, yeah shorter <laughs> skirt. I mean, that shot where she throws Vision down there and it's like an up... It's, it's an like up a skirt cinch, shot. like an upskirt shot. Like, there's enough taste for them, enough tact for them to be like, I will keep... We'll keep a piece of rubble from actually covering her twat, but... It is kind of weird because it lasts like a good eight seconds, too. You're like, oh, goodness. <laughs> You're like, oh, ma'am. You notice she wears pants in her action scenes, yeah. so generally. Uh, but no, I liked her a lot. I like Elizabeth Olsen. I like the character and... Um, I think her power set's one that's kind of interesting to work with. It's vague and shitty. It, it is vague and shitty, but it's more defined than, like, I'm probability control. Like, at least there's a drawback to it, at least. Telekinetic, I guess. Telekinetic and mind control. I th- I thought she was going to be fighting Vision a lot more. Like, in, in the trailers that you see, and you see the two groups coming at each other, I thought those two... Vision be- did almost no fighting yeah. throughout that movie, which oh, is crazy, because he he's arguably the most powerful one in that movie. Yeah. It's I almost mean, like he was just standing back and like watching everybody. Make he's sure defending that... other people too. It's yeah, I would say Vision was surprisingly underused in the movie, quite a bit. They do give him a little bit. I mean, obviously they're playing into his character of him growing more human sides. They're playing into the idea that him and Scarlet Witch are going to become an item, and they do give him a slight bit of intrigue too. Where after he fires that beam. You know, Mrs. Falcon hits uh, War Machine, and Tony's like, what happened? He's like, I got distracted. He's like, I didn't think you could get distracted. He's like, I didn't either. Yeah. And it is kind of like a, you know, mysterious... One movie in, he's already... A, a mysterious line where he's, you know, well, he's supposed to be like, I'm an all-sentient machine, I think, very logically, and he's like, I don't know why I did that. It is kind of playing a little bit more into... Like he's almost getting a humanity, almost. Yeah, well, because it's also his, his role in the movie was to play the Scarlet Witch's development of like... You know, I don't understand this, but I want to learn everything about it so I can know. You know, I, I I can control it. And at the end of the movie, he's further back from that than he was at the start of it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an interesting kind of duality, I guess. Oh, Travis, the Scarlet Witch. What do I think of her before yeah. I continue shitting on Vision. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought she was also underused because I mean, she seemed like she had so much more power in the last Avengers movie. And this one, it's almost like they dialed her back up quite a bit. I mean, like, you see her really kind of come out with the power when she sends Vision, like, a mile into the Earth. But aside from that, it's, it's like... Are you saying that's not a tit scene? Where she just makes him so dense, he's just flying through the Earth, like, just crumbling through the Earth. But like, And it goes on for so long, it had to have been, like, a mile and a half underneath the Earth she sends him. It's it's okay. At that exact moment, I I remember being pretty disappointed because you see the explosion out and you see him go outside. It's like, oh, finally, I'll get to see Vision take care of something. And then he comes back and almost doesn't, or almost loses the fight to Hawkeye. <laughs> and then gets thrown to the ground. It's like, oh, awesome. I mean, he completely destroys Hawkeye once those like, lightning bolts Well, I'm sure on. he'll have a giant battle scene. Yeah, I, I, would, I would completely agree. I do think I wish they had given him a lot more to do in the fight but i guess it's also what you're saying there's he's, he's such a powerful like a character. demigod <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's essentially like trying to fight thor but thor can also just go intangible yeah it's like what the fuck oh good god no and he's smart <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i guess they had to kind of limit him to being more defensive because if he goes at least scarlet witch are like look, if you get past the magic she's like a 109 pound woman and you can stop her magic by distracting her or like you know mm-hmm. Smack restricting her movement i guess 
her powers all require like hand motions. That's why they put them in a straight jacket at the end. Although maybe the collar. She had something around her neck. She had a too. collar too, so I wasn't exactly sure. Which I feel like they just shot it like, who gives a shit? Just yeah, put I th- two I things think, on. Yeah, hand movements or figure movements. That's why yeah, she was hand like this, like that. Yeah, maybe the collar was to keep her like docile. Shot mm-hmm. collar, maybe. Like that. Yeah, but uh, but you you could technically still like if you get past that defenses, you can still like knock her out or beat her up pretty easily. With Vision, you're like, oh, I'm like, like literally it's Hawkeye trying to fight him and you're like, why bother? What is this? You had the element of surprise and that was it. Your your grand plan was like, I can delay him for about five seconds. But it's pretty funny when Scarlet Witch is like, nah, I'm not going with you. Like, that's, this that's is everything. That's him like choice. this, well, it's done. I, you better help me out here because he'll break my neck. Plan B's to fist fight him. How well do you think that's going to go? Plan C's to blow him. And I don't think he He's gay. I'm hoping, but I don't think so. I don't know why a computer would turn itself gay. You know what? I'm going to move that up to plan B, actually. (laughs) Let's just see. Because maybe the first time you're like, oh, no, I thought some other ghost was going to come in. That's why I put this there. He's not good at picking up online, is he? (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I I think maybe, I guess the hat, the hope one would be when Infinity Wars comes out that he gets a shining rolling hat, you know, before Thanos... (laughs) Where <laughs> Dad head rips his head off. Do you think he'll come There's back a god. at the end of the second? Here's yeah. the Infinity Gem. This was so easy. <laughs> I think he will. Well, you know what? I'll say from the vantage point of two years before the movie comes out, I assume he'll come back. But you know, when things get closer, we'll probably know more. But I assume so because yeah. once you. They're not going to have Thanos win at the end of Infinity Wars Part 2. And he just rules the universe. The Avengers presumably defeat him, get the gems back. And I presume if you put the gem back in that body, it, he can... The end of the or first you, one's probably going to be very much like Empire. Or do you like think he's going to actually rip his head off? Or do you think Thanos is just going to basically grab the head and then rip the stone right out of it? I don't think head. he can survive without yeah, the, the stone. Yeah, the stone, I think, I think he needs like an insane amount of power. No, but I'm saying, do you think... Oh, well... Like, do you think... Like, I in think, the comic books, what, I, he ripped his head off? Yeah. I don't think in the comic books he does. I don't think the stone's actually anything in the comics. I think he does. I don't think he... I don't know if the stone's the reason, but I think he does rip... It probably does kill I think in the movie, they'll probably... He just rips it out of his head. And then and just basically kill, deactivates. That kills him, essentially. It is Marvel, and Disney owns it, so I don't think they're... I mean, he's the closest thing to a robot, so oh, I guess they get away with it. Oh, we had an skirt shot in this movie. I don't uh, actually see anything. They said shit a couple of times. They said shit once for a very appropriate scene. <laughs> Uh, I am actually surprised. There was a lot of there was terrorism. There was... <laughs> it, this definitely is the darkest Marvel movie yet. Like oh, this I mean, is like Russos, a Christopher Nolan. <laughs> like the the Russos turned it up with Winter Soldier and making things a lot more visceral and intense. But this one, I think, goes even a little not a little bit beyond it, but is definitely as much and a little bit more than that. I would say that to Winter Soldier, like this compared to yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, I would say the same. So they could rip off. Vision's head. That'd be great. He's yeah. a cl- he's the only one they could. He's not going to rip off Captain America's head. They're not going to do that to a person. Vision's a robot, so I guess you could technically get away with it. Take this, Black Widow. Like, oh, you had one shot of this. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, Scarjo! Scarjo! <laughs> he gets like the memory stone. He's like, all right, Loki. Now this is my only one. <laughs> I only have this. <laughs> Make sure you get all the others. Yeah, he's like, all right, so I've flown to Earth and killed the Avengers, managed to get the Mind Stone back. You just need to use this now to get the rest. Now I've written down where they are. No need. I'll be on my way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's because it is somewhat interesting. Infinity Wars Part 1. I, I don't know, and I have heard the subtitles are going to change, so it's possible Avengers 3 might be like 
Avengers, Masters of Evil, and then it leads off on the... Because it's two parts of the same movie. Left one alive. Yeah, but like now it might be the hard cut of like the end of that movie is Thanos showing up, but it's still, even if... You have to assume he does show up at the end of it, yeah. or is about to. In that time frame, the other gems need to play a factor into this. So we yeah. know he has the ether. We know that the Tesseract, the space gems in Thor world, whatever it is, Asgard, yeah, and maybe Ragnarok will play a part into that. I actually mm-hmm. imagine that probably will be the case. You think the power gems? Maybe, like the over- Tesseract's gonna get stolen? Maybe. Yeah. Well. They haven't said a whole lot about it. It would not shock me. I know Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is the not... Nova Corps? Is yeah, that who has the, the power, power gem? gem. Okay. We know that uh, Guardians 2 is not tied into that the Thanos plot. Like, so it's basically James just Gun- their own... James Gunn said like it's not about continuing that part of it. It's its own story and dealing with its own stuff within the Guardians. So Interesting. That means that that kind of spot to continue progressing the Thanos storyline is still open, and Thor Ragnarok seems like the best place. Especially, again, yeah. if you're if Thor Ragnarok's like Civil War and kind of going to be a way to put a like closing the book on the Thor mm-hmm. part of this universe in a way having there be like a big cat of, and what's more Ragnarok than Thanos like I know there's an actual Ragnarok in the yeah. universe but I mean Thanos does signify that pretty good too of like Apocalypse. holy shit yeah. like this dude's absurd revelations and they have one of the stones so it wouldn't shock me if he shows up there to take the the space gem so finally kind of just like my first Asgard stone shambles. yeah <laughs> Only five more to go. <laughs> Could have been four. Look to self, kill Loki. <laughs> oh, you're right here. <laughs> God of mischief. <laughs> no, I'm dressed as Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I'm doing him a favor, too. <laughs> you didn't need to be in these anymore. What are you doing here, Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that'd be kind of an interesting spot for it. Um, you still have more to shit on Vision, though? No, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, like his sweater vest. Oh, it's ridiculous. That, <laughs> I'm not going to shed on him for it because I don't... Maybe that is... Uh, like, he's probably the character I know woefully the least about from the comics. Did he wear people clothes in the comics? I think at points he does. Because he does try to assimilate himself as a person. But it looks so weird. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it when you have, weird. like, a giant red metallic head, like... It looks weird, but I... Who cares what khakis you have on? It is kind of funny, like, to think... Like, there's an Avengers roundtable meeting, and it's, like, you know, five relatively regular people, and then it's just Vision there. And you're like, in the first movie, it would have been, like, just six regular white people yeah. singing around a room. No, we have a Native American. And we have two black people in this, too. <laughs> two! Two! And they don't like but, each other. I mean, yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't high-five each other at all. It's so weird. Everything's built up for the two of them to like each other. They're both sidekicks, they're both, like former military guys they both fly. talk about flying missions yeah they hate each other <laughs> they need to give War Machine a wacky little bird they should I, I liked uh, what they did with Haw- uh, Falcon a lot in this movie too because he's he was far and away the Avenger where you're just like eh you thought oh, he yeah. might be the like, I, Scarlet I, when I, you see him at the end of Avengers 2 it's like oof yeah and you're like look I get Hawkeye is the regular guy in this group but i he's has like a variety of tools in his disposal and this was a team kind of hobbled together at the last I mean, minute you had time yeah. to plan this group yeah. and falcon made the team this thing's like i have wings i'm a flying black dude we have one <laughs> but like in, you know, in this movie they actually like give him equipment and he's almost kind of like a scout for the team and you get like okay i can see why and like his shields here's wing can turn into a shield and 
you know, he has like missiles and stuff, and they're like, okay, I can get this more. And they needed to do this too because they they use him in Ant Man, and Ant Man just clowns him, yeah, like for like ten straight minutes. It is ridiculous. Okay, let's let's thank thank God someone helped give this character a little bit of some cool moments because he looked like absolute garbage. Because I mean, if there's Avengers guard duty at the (laughs) at the headquarters. Uh, Scott Lang picked the perfect day to show up. Yeah, like, like if it was oh, like... Oh, thank God. Yesterday was Hulk. Yeah, yesterday was Vision. Tomorrow's Captain <laughs> Captain America. Who's today? Oh, phew! Phew! <laughs> like, oh, Scarlet Witch is tomorrow? Falcon on his Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, my brain today. Maybe we should hold the mission. Who's on guard duty tomorrow? Scarlet Witch. Let's go today. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go today. Who's there tomorrow? Uh, Vision's cloned himself, apparently, so three Visions. Okay, yeah, let's, uh, let's do today. Really? It's raining hot poop out there. I'll do it. Let's <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I don't care how hot Get the plane going. Boiling hot? Look, the answer doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't... <laughs> I mean, I think Falcon will be kind of inhibited by that, too, so it's <laughs> yeah. better conditions for me. <laughs> Take that. I win. And it's cool seeing Paul Rudd in the movie, too. Yeah. I think good. he was fun. He does not used a tremendous amount, but I think they used him just enough that... Almost every one of his lines is a pretty good one. And he gets the... He has another shitting on, like, Hawkeye thing where it's like, I don't know who you are, though. Does he say that? No. I think he calls calls him Arrow Guy. Oh, yeah. He does say, like, yeah, whatever you say. Yeah, whatever you say, Arrow Guy. Yeah. I guess it's a little bit of a dig at him. I mean, Iron Man gets a great dig at him, too. Like, they said, I've never said never trust a Stark. Who are you? (laughs) Oh, man, man. Ant-Man. You're gonna get like a scene probably when Infinity Wars comes about where it's Ant-Man and Star-Lord next to each other like I don't never, I've never heard of you I've never heard of you like come on I'm Star-Lord man Star-Lord but god you're jacked <laughs> he's super super ripped but no I like they used him just enough and they gave him that awesome scene it is ridiculous giant man you're like I'm also a little surprised they didn't say that another scene where you're like where is Vision <laughs> It's another moment where I was like, huh, oh, I'm surprised they didn't save this for Ant-Man 2. Yeah. It seemed like that would have been a big, big, pretty big moment. But I guess they're like, look, eventually you have to do this. You know, we'll, we'll give it to him here. And uh, I also love the scene where he's inside Tony Stark's suit. And it just hit yeah. like, you're going to take this shot. Like, who is talking? It's your, your conscience. conscience. We don't speak often these days. <laughs> ah, that was good. And, and then immediately, like, self-extinguishing unit. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought they used him. And Spider-Man's got the, the good scene with the... I guess he had to be careful the way to describe it for copyright stuff, but basically describing like uh, Empire Strikes Back where they take down the AT-AT. Copyright. They're both owned by Disney. Oh, that's right. Why, sure would, they, why wouldn't he just be able to say AT-AT then? He's like, I, remember when he took down that big thing? I think they're seeming to imply that he's only vaguely aware of the movies. Because he says like that really old movie Empire Strikes Back, and then having him not be clear on all the, like he remembers it, but, but I mean like the average eighteen year old has probably seen like eighteen year old boy has probably seen all the Star Wars movies at least like three or at least the original three. Yeah, but I guess you can also just say like they're not maybe their nerdy culture is different from ours. I mean, uh, look, he might I have seen it once. Like we like our age group, yeah. we would have seen it. Many that times. was the by eighteen, nerd. I've definitely seen it at least like 10 or 15 times but I that knew was, what an that was. but that was your nerd thing too i know you consider yourself a young millennial but i think kids I think born I, 18 years after you probably my head said i was <laughs> maybe like for them again i'm not that i don't consider myself in that age group but maybe they're like no like our star wars was harry potter or something like that we're like they're aware oh, you, you just hear christopher's throat being slit like <laughs> 
But the scene I liked anyway, yeah. where he takes him down by like locking up his feet, and then it's like Iron Man just like boomerangs himself into him. And Iron, Iron Man, Man and War Machine, Machine go in and tag team punch him, which is good because well, it is a Captain America movie, so it makes sense. But I feel like Captain America's team got a lot more of like the yeah, take that. Boom. They had a lot more oh yeah moments in that <laughs> fight, and if like I'd been a gambling man, I'm like oh your team's gonna get slaughtered. <laughs> When you're like, oh, let's go by the power rankings. Uh, Scarlet Witch, Cap, I guess, generally. If you told me Ant Vision's Man. not doing poop in the whole fight, then I'm like, oh, I gotta think a little bit harder about this then. <laughs> when, like, the bottom three of your team are almost interchangeable team, yeah. Cap. <laughs> you're like, eh, dude who shoots, dude who shoots, and, uh, oh, God, who was their other person? Oh, Falcon, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> dude who shoots in the air. <laughs> like, okay. A lesser version of War Machine, because he can't fire any bullets or... But I think at this point I would legitimately watch a movie where they're just like, yeah, it's Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier or buddy cops yeah. hanging about. Because they have some great well. scenes together. They work pretty well. Great chemistry between them. Did they actually meet in Winter Soldier at all? Uh, I mean, they see each other. Winter Soldier never interacts with anyone post, like, kind of coming out of his mind or his, you know, mm -hmm. mind conditioning except for Cap. Okay. But... Obviously, Falcon knows what he is to Cap. He's told him about it. Mm -hmm. So, they have at least a little bit of that there. And I, the way the movie kind of ends, uh, his arm's destroyed. He's yeah. in Wakanda now and going to undergo some kind of scientific or uh, like kind of cryostasis as they try to figure out how they could undo the mental conditioning. So, they're opening the door. Up. Sebastian Stan's had, I think, like a nine movie contract with Marvel. So I think he has still like six, Seven? Movies, six <laughs> movies under his belt. Because you count the Winter Soldier and the first Avenger. Oh, that's this. right. That's right. It's all the cat movies. So he still has like six movies he signed off for. So I, they imagine probably they're like, we have some plans for this guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could just fill in for Captain America. At some yeah. Because like that happened in the comics. So Yeah. I'd, I'd actually really like it. This is like my like nerd of like something cool scene though. But let's say like Cap like midway through part two goes down. And they bring out Bucky, and like they've given him a new metal arm, but instead of the red Russian star, it's the Captain America shield. Oh. And they're over that. Maybe a little bit of red, white, and blue going down the Yeah, and like him coming back and be like, You did it to my brow. I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna fuck you That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It is kind of a nice story, I think, that's told Bucky. between those three movies and those two characters, too. Like, it does actually have some emotion behind it. It's a little bit of a bromance at points, especially that scene in the elevator where like it really looks like they were just. A yeah, I don't know why. Like, why are they looking that close to each other? Like, but I do like their friendship, and it is wow. like kind of nice to like Cap. Like, you know, he's making some mistakes, but it's because he has to. Like, it's his friend. He just yeah. refuses to let him go and let him be get killed. Um, I know a lot of people don't like Civil War the comic because it has a lot of people acting like assholes. And it somehow, like, eventually it starts losing even the initial premise and goes into, like, very strange places. The conflict in here is not completely what Civil War is about. It is in many ways, but it's not entirely about that. Mm -hmm. um, the initial premise is, I think, really interesting. It's like where, a junior team of X-Men accidentally, like, blow up a bus of kids or something, right? Yeah, and, and that's in the comic. In the movie, it's because of all the acts the Avengers have done and because casualties have been had because of it, United Nations are like, we need to put some sanctions on these guys and basically make them an employed force from the United Nations that we would then direct so that there's an accountability for it. 
um, Cap doesn't want to do it because he's like, people have agendas. You never, you know, you never know who or what they'll tell you to do or what yeah. they tell you won't to do and no, yeah. not to do. I did like that one line where he's just like, well, what happens if they want us to go here, but we really need to go here and they won't let us? Or if they send us somewhere we don't want to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's it, it's interesting because I'm a huge Captain America fan, but this movie does clearly present like there is no right answer there. Like Cap has points that are good. Roger or uh, Tony has parts like I, you know, points that are good, and then they both have points that are bad. Like there are points where Tony and and Steve both kind of look like they're just being kind of egotistical or arrogant, like refuse to budge on their side. Mm-hmm. And that's why almost at the end of the movie, like Black Panther gets the best arc because he's the one who's like, "Holy shit!" Like I really let myself get consumed by that vengeance. That's what happens to those other two, you know, characters. They just kind of get so stuck on their side they can't kind of find that point in the middle ground between them. Yeah, well, in the last 15 minutes of the movie, Tony Stark finds out who killed his parents, so... Well, yeah, that's... It looks like he was coming around, and then he just kind of get pushed over the, the edge again. It is a little strange. There's... Because I thought they tied, actually, a lot of parts of the movie together really well, essentially in the themes, but there's two themes in the movie. The biggest one's vengeance. Like, that's mm-hmm. very clearly, like... They are the Avengers. They need, you know, that that mom who's like, who's gonna avenge my son? It starts off with Rumov as uh, as Crossbones, who solely wants to get revenge on yeah. Captain America at the expense of his own life. Yeah, at the yeah. expense of his own life. Like they're playing into that a lot. But the actual Sokovian Accords deals a lot more personal responsibility, which is like what uh, Spider Man's character kind of deals in with and things like that. So it's two themes that kind of tie together a little bit, but they branch the story off in sort of a diametric opposite at the end because it's initially the conflict between cap and 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 uh iron man is about that personal responsibility by the end of it it's not anymore that no. fight's just kind of led to the point where it's like this saving bucky yeah this guy killing killed, bucky <laughs> yeah this guy killed my parents i i'm so distraught by anger i will kill him and cap just being i can't let you do that so it's sort of an interesting conflict. It was, I think that's why I had sort of mixed feelings leaving the theater the first time. I was like, that's a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. But watching it a second time, their points sort of flow a lot better. And I, I like seeing the balance between it a lot. It's not bad. I don't think it's necessary. I think there, there could have been a better way to do it. But I'm fine with it overall. Mm-hmm. The weird plot point. I also think it's, it's something they want to do. And, obviously and I don't they're... think that's in the comics, is it? What? Did Bucky kill the Starks in the comics? Like, um, I don't honestly know. I, 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 I know, know they're, they're dead, made, like, before he becomes really anybody. But. I know they made mention of it in Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, in the movie Winter yeah. Soldier they did, yeah. Uh, but in the comics, I don't know if Bucky's necessarily responsible for it. I don't think he is, but that, uh, Winter Soldier doesn't play as much of a role in Civil War the comic as mm-hmm. it does, obviously, in this, the movie. Um, I think they kind of had the, or they wanted to do Civil War the the comic as a movie, and they got a lot of the points that I think there's just an inherentness in having heroes fight each other. Yeah. That you can't ever really completely get rid of. I think they did the best job possible in this because, you know, one of the biggest problems I had with Batman versus Superman is like, why doesn't Superman just tell Batman at some point, like, hey, my mom's being kidnapped. Can we please just put this on hold and go save her? Yeah. Cap does at the start of the airport scene try to say, look, it's not about the Accords right now. Like, yeah. There's a bunch of Russian death cult guys are you know going to be reactivated, we think. We got to go stop him. Him just being like, no. And I've seen your friend over there. Is, like the last time they all saw Bucky, he was crazy and trying to kill people. Mm-hmm. He almost tried to kill Tony. So they have a reason to kind of believe that. So it's you know a little bit of 
what people believe at the time and just being too stubborn. I was, by the way, I was so happy to see they didn't bring those soup, those like five random super soldiers oh, back. Yeah. Oh, like, so well, that's kind of like the cool twist in the movie because for the longest time you think it is almost going to end like, oh, it's another Marvel movie ending where it's like, here's a bunch of like angry, you know, sort of nameless villains. Let's battle them up a lot and then mm-hmm. kill our villain at the end of the movie and wrap everything up in a neat bow and it's like no here's the twist i didn't want them at all in fact i killed them to make sure more of you guys wouldn't be around oh it's great you're like oh thank god i really didn't feel like sitting through that fight you know it's kind of interesting i think almost all of the people who played them too are the stunt doubles in the movie like the chick is black widow stunt double the black guy was falcon's stunt double oh really i think the main (laughs) guy was cap stunt double i'm not entirely sure on that one but most of them were stunt doubles interesting that's kind of cool to give them that role yeah too yeah, it is pretty neat. But um and not, oh. and not a bigger role, thank God. <laughs> Have you ever felt more fat and out of shape too than the scene where Cap's holding that helicopter? Oh, and he's and just it, bicep and curling he's, it. And he's like first like this, then he switches and underhands it, and you just see that bicep just expand. It is and ridiculous. it's just a moment where I'm like, I spent this entire movie eating a box of junior mints. What am I doing with my life? At no point offered to share. At no point. I love junior mints. You were so far away. <laughs> possibly. And by the end, I didn't really want them. I just kind of ate them. I even looked at you a couple times to be like, oh, what are you going to... You gonna... should have just said, like, hey, can I get some? I, get... I didn't know I had to. I guess... <laughs> I, well, yeah. A brotherly connection. You're yeah. Just using the force. You're like, brother... I pro- like I went to the gym this morning and made sure to like put time into my biceps. Like at least I won't feel like the biggest piece of shit in the world when I see ine- inevitably that scene of Chris Evans just curling. It's like, I did like, and I knew I saw the scene in the trailer so many times. And like clearly that's a scene where they're like Chris Evans worked out for this, but it's just seeing him switch to that underhand hold and just that bicep exploding you're like and then Jesus easily brings the helicopter down <laughs> it's one of the coolest moments I love what the Russos do with Captain America and that they make him feel so cool in that universe you're like look if this dude's legitimately next to Thor and the Hulk you don't really get yeah. the impression he's that powerful and he just seems like a dude with a shield but like oh and this you're like oh no he is a fucking so like look at yeah. this this is ridiculous yeah he's nutty <laughs> that scene is great too yeah I, so I, I, I love that I actually would have said if I had maybe one big complaint about the movie, I wish there had been more Captain America because it does at times feel more like Avengers three than a Captain America movie. It's a there's, lot of Avengers. There's, there's large, a lot of Tony Stark. There's a lot, yeah, large parts that are you know it's almost in a way as much a Tony Stark or an Iron Man movie as it is yeah. a Cap movie at points. Um, not agree. to a necessarily bad point because I think this was a better Avengers movie than Avengers two. Uh, I'm glad Thor wasn't in it. That would have no. been Thor and an Hulk extra person. Destroyed yeah. that fight too. Because there's, if you were angry, Vision didn't get enough scenes. You're like, how is, how is Hawkeye fighting against Thor on equal ground? Like, <laughs> and Thor and Hawkeye, or Thor. like Falcon fighting Hulk, like, rawr, rawr, so fast. <laughs> 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 Thor and Hulk both end up on <laughs> on the Iron Man team. I'm like, this is ridiculous, Cap. I know you plant yourself like a tree and say, no, you move. They're just I move. would move. Just yeah. move. <laughs> oh, and Ant-Man switched sides? That's That was your number two. That was your number two guy on your team. Scarlet Witch, take off your top and distract them. <laughs> I can do magic as well. Let's take the top off. Hey, sometimes accent check. Do something. <laughs> uh, I do like the, the callback son, too. Like, you know... Uh, where, you know, we're, we, we've been handling ourselves well, uh, Captain. He's like, 
Where's uh, Banner and Thor? Yeah. Because if I misplaced like a 300 pound nuke, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I do like the also like, wish we had a Hulk right now. It's like, do you think he'd really be on our side? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, some good stuff there. Um, I had a point I just wanted to bring up, but I completely lost it. Martin Short's character, Everett Ross. Who's that in the comics? I feel like I know the name. William but... Hurt? Thunderbolt Ross? Thunderbolt Ross is, um, you know, Hurt's character, but Martin Short's playing Everett Ross. Martin Short? No, it, it's, um... The comedian? No, um, the fucking Hobbit guy. What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, the the head of the CIA Yeah, what's Berlin. his, what's the actor's name? Martin something. Uh, he's in that, uh, Sherlock. that Simon Pegg drinking movie. Uh, Hobbit. Oh, and he is Bel- Bilbo. Martin Freeman. That's yeah, it, sorry. And we're recording yeah, this on a computer. Everett K. Ross. Alright. I doubt this is the right person. Uh, fictional character. Primarily an ally of the Black Panther. Uh, let me see. Maybe there's more to this. Uh, it's a great scene like of him, him hitting hiding. a lion with a frying pan. Is that what that is? <laughs> it looks like it. Dressed as the Riddler? Doesn't look like he has powers. I guess he's just a supporting character. U.S. Department of State employee. Hmm. So this was definitely like the blackest comic book movie ever since Blank Man. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, a, what, three major black characters in the yeah. movie with a couple more supporting. I love to say, what do you guys think about the whole Pepper Potts and Tony Stark? That was scenario? weird. I was not expecting that. I don't know if it's just like, look, we don't, there's too much going on. We just don't have time to cram in like another love scene of him and Pepper. But that's all it would have taken is like a minute long scene. Or do you think somewhat sad? Like if I was like Iron Man friend, a fan instead of a cat fan as much as him, I'd be kind of bummed. You're like, this dude's really like, I guess it plays into the comics that Tony Stark's kind of always a depressive guy because his life self-destructs around him. But you're like. Oh, the one thing that was really going great in his life is already kind of crumbling away from him. Yeah. I mean, he could restore it. It's kind of like when you see Han Solo in <laughs> yeah. Force Unleashed. You're like, oh my god, you're still doing this? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe at some point they'll play into that a little bit. Although I think I mean, clearly are... she's still running the company, but... Yeah. Or is it just a Gwyneth Paltrow thing? Yeah, I, mean... I think it's a little bit of the Gwyneth Paltrow thing, and then they played it into this as a way to kind of develop him a little bit further. Because it definitely... I mean, she's... Is there outrage if Pepper Potts is all of a sudden played by like a 22-year-old in the next movie? Anna Kendrick in the next movie? <laughs> yeah. I'd be totally all for it. I, I'd be fine. She's not that big of a character. If there's another Iron Man movie, that seems kind of weird, but... Yeah. I, no, I'd completely be fine. I was almost expecting him to use the line in the movie, like, oh, we've had a conscious uncoupling, which is what Pepper, or not Pepper, Gwyneth Paltrow said when her... Oh, when her and Chris Martin. Yeah, yeah, when her relationship ended. I think that would have been too much of a low blow. Like, oh, we want you to come back from Infinity Wars. Fuck you. Oh, I'm dating Aubrey LaPraza. <laughs> they don't, yeah. What's the character's name? That's just her real name. Yeah. <laughs> She's in a miniskirt, don't worry. Because it is somewhat at a... Of the female, like, I don't want to say side pieces, but the female <laughs> quote-unquote leads in the Marvel movies, they've been on outs with most of them. Like, uh, uh, Natalie Portman's not coming back for Thor 3. They've oh, written really? her out completely, I think. Huh. There may be a new character, or they may recast her. I'm not entirely sure, but I think they're replacing they her. They say why? Because she hated being in them. Oh. And it was such was... a weird pick. I... She already 
did she not have the Oscar yet for Black Swan? No. No, I thought okay. she did. No, well, the first Thor movie was like 2008, 2009. Oh. So, I don't so think... Do you think Black once she got her Oscar, then she's just well, like, I know I'm done with this shit? A big issue she had was that Thor 2 was supposed to be directed by a woman. That I guess she had helped get the role, but then creative differences, she left. And she was, you know, she was still, uh, Natalie Portman was still tied to being in the movie, so supposedly she did not like it at all. I know. That's why she's not in, like, any of the Avengers stuff. So she's gone. Gwyneth Paltrow's not really in there. And Peggy Carter's dead. So you're like, okay. So oh, yeah. See where we can bring the rest of these. <laughs> I mean, Denise is kind of hot. And she's in it for... I'm, I was, she's got a decent chunk, and then she's not in, like, the last hour at all. Yeah, she's not... Essentially, from the airport scene on, she's not in the movie So, short of another Captain America movie, I don't see her getting, like, a huge role. I can no, see her, like, a supporting. Not. She could be the new Pepper Potts for... for yeah, Captain. she works. I mean, Oh, this... can you imagine if Iron Man started dating her? That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Civil War two. <laughs> this one's all over puss. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, this is... A lot less noble than your last one, which is about rights and morals. In parentheses, still not a lot of vision. <laughs> vision gives up. We've been quicker in this one. Vision. <laughs> He's wearing even more clothes. He loses to Falcon. <laughs> what? Suspect. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I think the second time helped me to kind of see it and digest it a lot more. It is a lot of movie... I know there was, like, complaints going into it, like, maybe too many characters. I think they handle almost everyone great. They give almost everyone a chance to shine, but it's still... Yeah. Legitimately, it is probably a lot of it's characters a big cast. get in there. But it, yeah, it is juggled well, for the most part. It gives me a lot of hope for when Infinity Wars comes out, because the Russos are the ones behind that now. Yeah, because so, that's... I mean, it's going to be them and... Essentially, they just... that was the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that the only group of people that aren't going to be in it? Guardians are supposedly going to be in it at some point. Jesus at, Christ. At least, I'm sure, Star-Lord will be yeah. in it. That's going to be a clusterfuck. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of people, but this was essentially the audition to be like, we yeah. can do it. I mean, if you think about it, this is more or less what he'd have to do if you just took out all the Daniel Bull scenes and give it to, like, Thanos or something like that. Or They've already done what they need to Hulk and Thor. Yeah. So. Daniel Bull's still alive. Do you think they... I would There's got to be a plan for him. Because that's the first guy in forever that, that survived I mean, the, a Marvel movie. The last villain to survive a Marvel movie has essentially become the co-star of that franchise. <laughs> Loki. Loki and, yeah. and Thor. So I, 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 love, I love that he survives because I think it's good for them to keep villains around to continue developing them. Because they also make a point, too. That's so weird. It took him like 14 movies to figure <laughs> that out. And I'm hoping, because Mordo should live through Doctor Strange, <laughs> we might actually get three in the whole universe. Oh, God. It's <laughs> an actual Masters of, of well, evil. well, technically, Red Skull. I never he's really still, said it. He still be. I mean, but that's another... Hugo Weaving of, could be another guy. Be like, I'm not doing any more fucking comic book movies. Well, thankfully, that's an easier role to replace, since he's just a prosthetic Red true, Skull true. for most of it anyway. So I do love Hugo some, Weaving. I love him, too. And I think he said he didn't hate the role. He just didn't care for the makeup, so maybe he'd be like, eh, if you... Maybe at the end of a movie, I show up and fight a couple times. I don't know, but um, yeah, if they can build it into a Masters of Evil, that'd be pretty cool. They they need a little bit. They need a lot right now because mm -hmm. if Zemo's your only guy, I'm like, look, he's pretty smart. He doesn't have any powers though. Like, <laughs> or a network of people. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna have to really start seeing. But I do think they kept him alive for a reason. I like that they did because you really you limit yourself so much more when you're like. Yeah, well, we kill most of the villains. You're like, look, 
you're through most of the ones I know. Like, you don't yeah. have a whole lot to get. Especially if you start branching to more and more side characters. Yeah, like, uh, tertiary villains. Yeah, when you're like, oh, let's go through Black Panther's rogue gallery. Machalath, the or, Dark Elf. <laughs> yeah, or Captain, or Captain Marvel's rogue gallery. I don't even know anyone in Captain <laughs> Marvel's rogue gallery. Rogue in quotation marks. Yeah, so I think it's good that they're keeping some alive. And hopefully that plays Hopefully he... Now... Like the in the end kind of montage, I thought it was a scene that showed a bunch of like army guys dead, or were those supposed to be the prison guards from the raft knocked out? Knocked it, out because okay. Cap, Cap thought, infiltrated it to free everybody. Okay, I thought they kind of looked dead at first, and I was like, oh, is this Zemo escaping already? <laughs> no, don't fall into that glue batch and wear that silly hat. <laughs> Wait, do you think it was Cap and Falcon that both got in there? Falcon was in there. Oh, Falcon no, Falcon's in there. Yeah, so. Cap came in there, presumably freed everybody. Uh, that'd be great. God knows. That'd be great uh, if he was just like, "Sorry, on. Scarlet, I just can't get that straight jacket off." That's anyway, the, bye. I left one hacking device behind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why didn't you free me first? I gotta do the rest of the locks. Well, live and learn. Toots. Toots. <laughs> Where are you driving? It's a prison in the middle of the ocean. I did have a little bit of a moment the first time I saw. I was like, "A prison in the middle of the ocean for superpower people." It's empty, I presume? Because <laughs> yeah. nobody survives to go to prison. <laughs> yeah, who are you Marvel sending movies. there? Who's in there? You notice that prison doesn't show anybody in there except for heroes, right? <laughs> I was almost hoping there was going to be like an abomination cameo. It's like Crossbones corpse. Like, I was almost hoping for an abomination cameo. That would be cool. he's still technically alive. He'd yeah. probably be a sub-level. And they did film like an extra form at some point in like the last eight years, I think. Like one of those... Some, I think he was... They were te- like playing with the idea of putting them in Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Um, but don't quote me 100% on that. They did reference him in Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. once, though. That it would be pretty sweet. Tim Roth's not getting any younger, though, for sure. Well, I mean, he's the abomination now. I don't know if he ever stopped. I think the abomination never stops. Oh, it never reverts back. Uh, so okay. I think you don't need Tim Roth for it necessarily. Okay. Anymore. So he'll be walking around. I just assumed he was like Hulk dish. for some reason. Yeah. I think yeah, I think he's like, you know, always essentially a Hulk. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yeah. Alright. Any any other Civil War thoughts you wanna out there? State of state of the MCU going forward. You excited for Doctor Strange? I am, yeah. I'm I'd like to see where they go with it. It just from the trailer itself it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's it's piqued more interest than I had in it before. I think they've, they've done a good job of making it look different than any other Marvel movie, too, which I think does a lot to kind of get me excited. This is one thing I think Marvel's done well is that as their universe has gone forward, they've sort of said, like, all right, we can't make every movie just a superhero movie. So mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is a space opera superhero movie, and Ant-Man's a heist superhero movie, and uh, you know, Winter Soldier was a political thriller you know, movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, you're like, this was just a straight superhero movie, essentially. Yeah. But I think Doctor Strange, like, eh, it's like a very visually weird kind of... Uh, Psychological almost. Like, almost. almost like Inception superhero movie. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll get another space adventure with Guardians and go on from there and there and just keep doing new kind of... So does that make Black Panther the tree hugger? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like him a lot in this movie. And I'll be kind said of hugger. I see. wasn't sure what was going to come out. <laughs> no, Travis, those are Indians. I know you saw Travis. It's like a big tree swinger. One. I get it, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> How bad would that have been if the cutout shot from like his mansion was like a treehouse with like a tire swing? <laughs> I'm like, that's what we. That's what we're. That's your big threat at the end. Like, let them come. <laughs> 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 it looks 
so impressive on the inside. Why did you not spend any money on making this look nicer? I mean, the greenery looks fantastic, <laughs> but... It is kind of cool. There is two end credit things, and the te first teaser is essentially a lead into Black Panther. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe that's potentially even the plot of Black Panther. I guess you could still move things forward with him through that. Yeah, I mean, well. if Chris Evans is still sitting there hiding out from where, the wall. Where else is he going to go? He's a fugitive everywhere. So Waiting for that phone call from Tony. Yeah. It, it makes sense that he'd hang out there. And I'm sure Black Panther is fine with him being there. Plus, uh, Black Panther could he, use... I think it's just your love for Captain America. Like, well, no. Black well, he, Panther he, loves he, hanging Black out Black Panther could use Cap because Cap knows Bucky's like backstory, so he could, be, he could ask him like specific questions that might help uh, with the procedures that they're going to work on the Winter Soldier to try to get that conditioning out. It's like, well, this is maybe how they might have gone in there to, to burrow that deep into his mind. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is how we can get around it, maybe. Well, in theory, they all could be there. Like, every single person he busted out of that Yeah, I pres I'd like to presume... And that I can't believe that's going to be the Black Panther movie. I'd like to presume that Hawkeye goes back to his family. Oh, and please, that, for the love of And God. that Ant-Man goes back to Hank Payne. He has his own movie in before, but yeah. like Infinity War, so it's not like... I assume he goes back. The only one I'm, like, completely up in the... I don't know where Scarlet Witch goes. She's not like... It's, she has no home to go back to. Mm -hmm. She could end up, I guess, because she was so scared of her powers, it could show her going to some secluded place where she actually starts working the with her one, powers. The thing I'd love... Like the I don't know if Xavier they do it, Institute. <laughs> but I would love if at the end of Doctor Strange, she comes to him looking for help. Huh. Because I always thought, like, it'd be cool to put these characters and tie them into, like, their own years. She's the closest thing they have right now to a super, like, a magical-powered character. So it kind of makes sense if she went to him and they put yeah. them into a little bit. I'd agree. So that'd be kind of cool. I was a little bummed there is at no point any mention of Quicksilver in the movie. Like, I, I wasn't expecting him to be, like, a major plot point or anything, but I was like, not one scene of, like, my brother died there. Yeah. <laughs> not the only one who lost people there. Yeah. Yeah, I was fine with that. Was with the... Honestly, I was fine with almost no callbacks to Avengers 2, which I thought was an okay movie, but I was like, there's nothing I still nothing don't dislike it. Avengers 2. It's still good. I still... Made... I didn't need an Ultron yeah. reference. Still... There is one Ultron reference. Yeah, I still maintain there has not been a bad uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie yet. Awful? CG-wise, yeah, I, I thought so. Avengers 2 sucked. Age of Ultron, because you could definitely tell there were some but as like, cut but corners. Like, there's never been a bad movie in their lineup. Like, there's never been a movie that's like, that sucked. Like, there's never there's been a some movie. There's never been a movie. Like, I never left a movie in the MCU that I left, like, uh, when I left Ghost Rider, where I was like, hoof, that blew. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Rider. Like, oof. <laughs> no, I never left an MCU movie like I did Spider Man 3, like, oh, <laughs> oh. Come on, for Grace, why? Or like what you felt while you were watching the Independence Day trailer. <laughs> or I'm just like, if you couldn't get Will Smith, why did you bother? <laughs> putting a picture of him in this. Did you pay him a half a million dollars for that? But it's his son, he's getting revenge. Come on. His son's not the main character, though. They took Will Smith out of the movie and replaced him with another white guy. The younger Hemsworth brother. <laughs> The less talented Hemsworth brother. Sit on that for a moment. The less talented Hemsworth brother. Is the one line from Jeff Goldblum supposed to be a joke? Like, they like going for monuments. Yeah. 
That's supposed to be funny? <laughs> they like, probably like, were the monuments. I mean, there is like a scene of them, I guess the ship picking up the Eiffel Tower and dropping it back on town or something. So I guess because this thing's looking so big it has its own gravity yeah. to it. This that, that thing's looking even more crazy expensive than I assumed it was going to be. Yeah, it's a lot to devote for... I don't know what they're assuming the success is going to be based off of. Because I'm trying to... Has there been a sequel to a long... Like a... Tron. Yeah. Is it just Good off... One. Is it just off of Tron? I mean... There has to be something... But Tron was like four, five years ago. Like yeah, like, but I'm saying that was the that was one that it's a was remake a, of an '80s movie. Yeah, but I'm trying. I feel like there must have been one more recently. But Tron was about. so original, like when it happened, the original. Yeah, and I think it had a huge cult or huge cult following that mm-hmm. they figured that hey, it'll do good, and it did decent. But with Maybe Indo- Jurassic Independence World. Day, I mean, I must have been filming Independence Day by the time Jurassic World came out. Yeah, but and maybe they, that led into it good part because Jurassic World made a shit ton even though it didn't do well critically I still have not been able to make it through more than like 10 minutes of a clip of that movie without like turning it off I think maybe they're trying to revamp the Independence Day world with this new one kind of like trying to get new every every franchise every studio right now wants a Marvel Cinematic Universe they want that franchise that can make like a bunch of movies and then expand them into things so I wouldn't be shocked if they were like let's make Independence Day a thing we'll get like five movies out of it but it's just like I don't think there's I was around to see the original Independence Day and I have no interest in it if I was like a dad with like two kids and they were like Dad, what's this? I'd be like, it's a movie I didn't even really like. <laughs> it's kind of what it is. Yeah, like, like I didn't really care about this one. Uh, we got a lot of poopy trailers, too. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I was glad to see Doctor Strange because I did not get that last night. I got, I think, everything else. The only one out that I kind of almost was into was... Um, uh, what's Tarzan? The, no, <laughs> uh, the girl on the beach with the shark. Oh, I don't think I can sit through oh, that. Blake Lively movie? I only I like survival stories, so I always kind of can get into that. I, I mean, know. the shark biting that dude out of the water looks fucking absurd. Kind of ridiculous, yeah. That I, shark is enormous, too, but I, I just I like survival stories, so I, I could watch that one. Every and Blake one. Lively in a bikini for two hours. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's bravo. You put her in a bikini. That's a bold choice. <laughs> like, she's staying in a rock in a bikini for two hours? Well, okay. the first shot's just, like, her, like, lying face... Yeah, front just it's like a total pattern. butt cheek shot, <laughs> and then the second shot's another butt cheek shot. Although, it makes you kind of wonder because the sharks just blatantly killed the other two surfers over there. Why did it just grab her, bite her, and then let her go if it was well, if it's, it's eating the other two surfers? It wants her to help tear the Avengers apart too. It's the zero of sharks. <laughs> it it's, got a, it's got a long con going. I think it's more the Ultron of sharks, where it like cries about no one wants oh, to hang it's out just with like, it. Like it's. Like, Movie like from the play from play. the trailers we think this is some super tense movie. You get in the movie though, the moment she's on the rock, the shark pops out of the water. It's like, come to the water with me. I'm lonely. Smash, 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 there smash. are no strings on me. Yeah, it's just her. Like I've got to figure out a way to get to that buoy. Hello, my baby. Hello, my daughter. Well, Hello, my tongue. Crazy left all the equipment to make a homemade ham radio. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just have to finagle this together. I'll. He's busy doing the one man play. Michigan J. Frog. <laughs> uh, what else was there? The, the Jason Bourne movie. Jason. Which I, I need to I see was, any of the I was of happy the to see the teaser, but this one, I'm, I'm kind of up in the air. Like, I'm, I want to see a new Jason Bourne movie, but 
from what they were shown in just that trailer, I don't know where they're going to go with it. And I, uh. This is where me and Mike are completely at a loss, because I've, I've never watched any of the I've heard a lot movies. of good things, but yeah, I haven't seen any of the, the original. The original Jason Bourne movies you know, I thought were great. Now you know Matt Damon doesn't die in any of them. The crossover with Jeremy Renner I thought I was, when there was decent, sequels. because it, I thought it expanded on that whole kind of universe yeah and could possibly bring Jason for like him and Jason Bourne together yeah um but then this one I'm I'm completely I have no idea where the hell they're gonna go with it and I'm, I'm kind of hoping it it and, revitalizes oh it. okay but I mean who knows? with Matt Damon or with Hawkeye I don't know maybe into like one big movie oh almost with with Hawkeye and him just where they maybe make take out. on the government or something. <laughs> I don't know. Make out. You said it so seriously, too. Like, your face was just, like, make out. Make out. You think it'll happen, John? Yeah, hopefully. You, you know the movies more than I do. You know what? I'm just going to see this one first. <laughs> Give me 30 seconds of the other four, real quick. Uh, so, I suppose it'd only be fitting if we talked about Marvel Universe this long. We talked a little briefly about the DC Universe, which... Is not doing as well as people would have hoped. Uh, Batman vs Superman did not perform quite as well as they were hoping for. I think last I saw it was under nine hundred million. Yeah, I think it was like eight forty or eight fifty as of last weekend. Made their money back, didn't it? Yeah, it definitely made its money back. Quote unquote. The way the report I read from Variety was that they said the movie would have to make eight hundred million to break even, and it's made more than that, but. When you put that money, when a movie supposedly costs like three, like probably like eight hundred million to make, if your return on it's like eighty million or something like oh, that, oh, it, there's then it's disappointing. Yeah, then then that's them being like, so wait, we didn't even make as much as Iron Man three made. Like they have to be pretty bummed out about that. But I guess supposedly there's not a lot of favor between Zack Snyder and the Warner Brothers executives. Oh, good. Some serious... But there's nothing that can be changed because they're already filming Justice League. So he's still on that project. They can't take him off of it now. Oh. And I guess... So he's directing the Justice League. Yeah. And supposedly the guy who was planning to direct Flash has already left. He's like creative differences. I'm I'm done with it. Do you think anyone would prosecute you if you killed Jesse Eisenberg right now? Like, I'm going to save Justice League. I feel like I'd kill murder him, and then like he wasn't even in it. That's yeah, I was like, I feel like killing Zack Snyder would be the best, <laughs> right? Oh, but like the brakes, that might not stop the brakes on it for a little bit. <laughs> and no, then slow. I have to be like any other director would be like Jesse, little lower, <laughs> tone it down, <laughs> little bit back. Even his mom, like just a smidge, baby. Yes, I love <laughs> you, but this is too much. I don't. You know, it's not the Riddler, right? Yeah, you're not in a Batman movie. He's in it. His name's at the start. You're not a Batman villain. You're not the Joker. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? They don't try to push him out or pressure Zack Snyder out. You can't get rid of him at this point. He's already like the way they because they wanted to get everything done so quickly. Batman versus Superman's filming essentially led directly into Justice League, so they really couldn't. And not. Wonder Woman is filming now too. Yeah, Wonder Woman's in filming. That's a different director at least. Okay. For summer next year, but Justice League comes out next year. Actually, no. Yeah, next year, at the end of next year. So, so essentially, the and that's a two-parter. So they're basically filming both of those parts like next to each other. And I don't know if he'll be necessarily the director for the second part. Maybe they'll have enough time to be like, all right, let's 
So Justice League... That's, that'd be so weird to get a second director of a two-part movie, essentially. It's, I would... But I'm I saying... I don't know if I have a better suggestion. Justice League could almost take a dump or kind of break even like Batman Superman did. In which case, at that, that point, they're completely done with him, and they'll kind oh, of... Oh, his name him. is Poop in superhero movies. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, people liked Watchmen enough, but I don't think anybody's really excited about more of his movies at this point. I know some people who definitely like his style, and I'm not trying to poop on the guy. Like, I like 300 and things like that, but... Ooh, but 302, or whatever it was called? I don't think he directed that one, no. Oh, okay. I think that someone else came in. Um, But it's still, like, it's not... I mean, you guys like Batman vs. Superman way more than I did. Neither of you two seem too excited about him returning, so... Yeah, I mean, the the thing that strikes me the most is I hope they learned something from that, so, which is not a glowing review, but I don't know how much they can learn if they're already, like, way done filming it. Maybe Zach takes more advice from some of the people around him and just kind of like, hey, how do we... I'd assume he'd have to. I'd assume he's getting a lot more emails from Warner Brothers. <laughs> And maybe had a lot more free range before. The way he's been made an enemy on the internet because people just don't want to like that movie and they're going to poop on him for it. So the the article going around a lot now is like an article he gave back in 2008 where he kind of talked over hero movies at the time. And he had some pretty strong quotes about various different... Let me, let me pull it up because it, it definitely sounds like... a for this while you look it up or do you... I can, I can, I can pull it up. Did you need to? No, I just curious. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know if it was going to take too long that we would have to draw this out into like a five minute conversation before you find it. Or no, I, I, I can, I can probably pull it up pretty quick. Two thousand eight, big, big floppy, floppy wiener. Okay. Son of a bitch! How'd I get in there again? How do I get into this again? Well, I'm in this pickle. So let's see. An interview. Speaking of pickles. In <laughs> two thousand eight with Zack Snyder. Um. Yeah, this was when he did Watchmen. So this is him talking about Watchmen and his kind of perception of superhero movies at the time. And he did this article, or this interview, I guess, with E Entertainment Weekly at the time. Uh, let me get his, his quotes on here. Um, he talks about... Yeah, so he's like, My mother saw I was into this comic called Heavy Metal Magazine, so she got me a uh, subscription. You call it highbrow comics, but to me, that comic book was just pretty sexy. I had a buddy who tried getting me into quote-unquote normal comic books, but I was like, no one is having sex or killing each other. This isn't really doing it for me. Um, he has more... Because he kind of talks about why he kind of likes his comics and his comic book movies to be more edgy. And you kind of can see a little bit of that playing into Batman vs. Superman at times. Not as much, because it's not like I think anyone really bangs at Batman vs. Superman or anything like that. Could have almost seen some titties. Almost. Took jars of piss. <laughs> He's like, Sweet tea, I've you? always wished there was a time where there was piss. Uh, let's see. The average movie audience has seen, well, I can't even count the amount of superhero movies. Fantastic Four, X-Men, Superman, Spider-Man, the Marvel Universe has gone nuts. We're going to get a freaking Captain America movie if we're not careful. Thor 2. We're in our second Hulk movie. Um, yeah, back when the Hulk movies weren't exactly lighting the world on fire. <laughs> uh, I definitely like the second one better than the first. Yeah. The Ed Norton one? Yeah, it's, it's miles better. <laughs> uh, I can ask my mom. Mom, when's the Hulk... When the Hulk isn't the Hulk, who is he? Bruce Banner, why? What a weird question. 
I could ask her, what happened to Bruce Wayne's parents? They were killed in an opera. You're getting to that saturation level where superhero movies, it's hard for them to figure out what more to do. Um, and everyone says about Christopher Nolan's Batman begins Batman's dark. I'm like, okay, no, Batman's cool. He gets to go to a Tibetan monastery and be trained by ninjas. Okay, I want to do that. But he doesn't, like, get raped in prison. That would that could happen in my movie. Ugh. Oof. Uh, if you want to talk what about what happens to Lex Luthor and rape some of the wackiness out of him, that's fine. If you want to talk about dark, that's just how uh, that would go. Him and Joker. <laughs> now he's. I think he's referring to a bit the fact that he's doing Watchmen. I guess if someone had been raped in a prison in Watchmen, it would not have been unheard of, considering the sort no. of ambiance of that movie. But it does sort of paint a little bit of a picture of what his vision. So he tries What's to... her name does almost get raped on that pool table. The one chick by... Silhouette, by, uh... or what's her name? Oh, Silk Spectre. Silk Spectre. Oh, I was like trying to think of someone getting raped in Batman vs. Superman yeah. on a pool table. I was like, did I miss something? Did I pass out for an hour from it's, sleep exhaustion? And... Just the time Christopher sits there thinking about Junior Mints and not watching the movie. <laughs> it's just me like, I could really give one of these to Mikey right now, but I'm definitely not going to. Oh, I'm so full. But fuck him, that's why. I'm just going to throw these out. I know I had to reach over Mikey to put him in the trash can, but... <laughs> and he's crying. <laughs> and his mouth's open with the signs that Junior Mint's here, but I can't read. <laughs> Junior Mint Depot. <laughs> it's like, I can't read. The movie's either dark. So if I was listening to that correctly, it almost sounds like he'll take the original story of something, but then, I guess, almost go for like a... What would be a shock factor, almost, because... Well, that's, I think, what he likes more. Now, again, the context to put in this is it's an article we did back in 2008... Towards when Watchmen. Was, ...when he was directing Watchmen. So it's it's very understandable we have a different perception, because Watchmen was essentially meant to be a deconstruction of comics. But you could look at it that But is, you can also see... Yeah, where it's like... Yeah. What happened to Batman's parents? Oh, they died in the thing. Well, it's... Yeah. And you could almost... Tell well, I like that, that he says that. Like, we're oversaturated. Everyone knows Batman's mom's get him, parents get killed outside of an opera. I'm going to do it in my movie anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll do it, but I'll make sure that we say her name. It's awesome. It's done in the credits, to be fair. It's over in like a minute and a half. <laughs> well, I do like that we got a Spider Man movie that doesn't. I mean, they. Te- they you know, he makes um, some. I feel uh, like we're certainly going to get flashbacks. I'm sure there'll be something in Homecoming, but I still like that we got a Spider Man movie that didn't have to be like. I was five minutes about showing my backstory with Uncle Ben. Like, no, let's just get into it. We all know Spider-Man at this point. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I think we need to hire another overqualified actor to play Uncle Ben for, twi- like, one-fifth of a movie then die. Blew all the money on Hot Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, if you can spend that money to get Hot Aunt May and just not afford an uh, Uncle Ben. <laughs> they I'm just hired, like, another hot older chick to be Uncle Ben. <laughs> oh, it's like a lesbian relationship? <laughs> oh, I'm all for Yeah, it's like Marissa Tomei and... Um, the quote like Heather Locklear. Yeah, like Jodie Foster. Like, mm. Jodie Foster? It's <laughs> not bad. Is that what you're into? I gave you Heather Locklear. I haven't seen her in a very long time. I haven't seen Heather Locklear in a while either, but she's got to look better than Jodie Foster. So like, what, Cindy Crawford, I guess, then? Cindy Crawford, yeah. yeah. Put him in there. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for Marissa Tomei. All right, I gotta wrap it up. All right. Well, uh, wrap up here. Any final thoughts on Civil War? Or DC? Uh, excellent movie let's see what happens with DC <laughs> but I highly recommend Civil War yes okay. agreed alright well that's gonna do it then Terry's like so wait there wasn't any non-superhero talk in this episode talked about Marissa Tomei for a little bit and then I think that's about it giant yeah. cans got that great yeah. junior mint story Terry loves those kind of she loves talking about cans 